Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Everybody's Homegirl. My name is Tracy Cass, but my friends love to call me T Cass. I started listening to podcasts a few years ago and I fell in love with the medium because it seemed to be a great way to consume positive and uplifting information. Throughout the years, I have searched for other podcast shows that will satisfy my thirst for knowledge, empowerment, inspiration, and humor. And I definitely have found my favorite shows, but to be honest, I haven't found me in the fray of podcasters. I'm searching for a voice like my own. To understand what that means, I guess I need to explain who I am. I'm a 40-something single black female who gets to love on other people's children because God chose me to be an awesome auntie instead of a mom. I'm a Southern girl, Texas born and bred. I've never met a piece of chicken that I didn't like and the only recipes that I can execute with precision are sweet potato pie and peach cobbler. Although I am now firmly planted in adulthood, I believe that I'm young at heart. I love hip hop and there is nothing better than 80s and 90s R&B music. My circle of friends is deep. With the majority of my friendships having been established more than 20 years ago, we are ride or die. My family is the key to my heart. We are fun, friendly, and loud. We bring the country to the city. We talk shit and we love a good drink. We cuss, but we all love Jesus. We keep it 100 and we love and laugh hard. And that is what I want to bring to the podcast world. People from humble beginnings who have a lot to offer the world. This is a podcast for everyday, regular, ordinary people who don't often get the opportunity to be in the spotlight. This is my opportunity to shine the light on my family and friends who are my heroes. A chance for them to sit down and chat it up with me, their homegirl, to discuss and explore topics that affect our daily lives. Furthermore, I hope I can bring you some insight into what it means to age gracefully while continuing to pursue your dreams. I pray that when you tune in, you get a sense that you are among friends. I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you are inspired. And I hope that you are blessed. More than anything, I hope that you have fun. Now that you know me just a little bit more, please join me as I share with you my very first episode, What We Wish We Knew, with one of my very best friends, Cassandra Chalmers. Thank you and enjoy. Okay, it's recording. Hey, Cassandra. Hey, T Cass. How you doing? You call me Tracy. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Tracy. Well, thank I'm, you I'm for okay. being my guest today. I guess. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for asking me to be your guest. <laughs> well, first, before we get started, let's uh, let me check in with you. See, see how you doing. How was your week? I, my week. Uh, today is Friday, right? Oh yes, praise the Lord. So um it's it's my week has been okay. During I should have been at work this week to late. And so I have a, a, a extra some extra time. That's so good. it's been good. How about you? It's been a week. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> I think you got the middle of most of it. <laughs> <laughs> then today. <laughs> 
my AC went out in my car. I left work, started the car, it was just blowing hot air. I was like, you know what? I quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but you know, I made it. I'm here to fight another day. So that's right. That is good. So I can't complain. But it, I got my drink though. I made it to Friday. My my weekly drink. So it's well, gonna be all most, right. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. we're gonna see. So I guess I should introduce you. And then talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, this is my friend, Cassandra Chalmers. You mind if I say your last name? <laughs> I guess you know, it's too late I, now. I don't know already. No, you did. I've known you. How long have we known each other? Almost. We've uh, been teaching. 20 years. Yes. We started teaching together. Yes. Alternative phase 21, alternative certification teachers in Dallas ISD and we've been friends ever since. This is my AKA friend. I thought she was mean. <laughs> her for mean. I'm not gonna be her friend. <laughs> so why I gotta be your AKA friend? <laughs> you know I gotta mess with you. Okay. <laughs> with your green shirt on. <laughs> it's the wrong color green too, so but true. I already know not to talk nor it's to a Delta. So <laughs> but honestly, like uh of all that that whole group I stayed friends with you, I think, the longest, the closest. You actually helped me, like, get my lessons plans together, figure out what I was doing, and you just kept telling me, look, we in this together. We learning this together. This is a journey. And I'm like, she not that mean. <laughs> she cool. <laughs> I just look mean. That's it. Well, basically. That was a word. <laughs> that was a word off all the crazies. Amen. <laughs> and then I was like, we got the same attitude. <laughs> Yep. So exactly. Uh, and we've been friends ever since. And I wanted to invite you first. I, I guess I should tell people since this is the very first episode, what I wanted to do with the podcast, which is basically I listen to a lot of, you know, shows and I you know me, I love TV. And there are a lot of smart people out there, a lot of famous people out there that we take advice from and we listen to. But I have some really great friends, and so I wanted to show to, and we have great conversations. And so I wanted to design a show to show people that you don't have to be rich or famous to be smart or have something wise or positive to say, to add value to our community and to our culture. And so, you know, if I have one listener, if I have two listeners, I just think that the conversations that I have with my friends are pretty valuable. And I think they're worth sharing. And especially the conversations that I have with you. That's why I wanted you to be first, because I think we have had, even though we've been friends for 20 years, our journeys have been very different. But that doesn't mean we haven't shared them together. Because um, when I met you, you were married. And I used to tell you all the time, well, I can't wait to get married. And you and one of my other friends, my other friend Misty, would be like, girl, <laughs> don't rush. I keep this is a podcast and people can't see us because they sure need to see um, face. my face. Now, yes. I'm recording a video now. I can upload that. But, you know, <laughs> you know, I didn't prepare this face and this hair for a video. <laughs> but uh, you would be like, girl don't rush and i'm and i think at the time we were in our late 20s almost 30s and it went on and on i'm like i'm 35 i'm not married and you're like it don't matter wait 
just wait because men will drive you crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it wasn't a disrespect to your husband because, you know, to know him is to love him. But you like, don't just take your time because it has to be the right person because even the person that you love will drive you crazy. But not mm-hmm. even just that. We have conversations about just life work or you know kids I don't have kids but you do share that side with me and they just get sometimes we laughing sometimes we crying sometimes we mad at each other sometimes mm-hmm. hey but we mad at each other but if you call me they messing with my baby what time I'm what time you need me to be there I better I'm be real careful about calling you I'm coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> what they not finna do is mess with her <laughs> or him <laughs> True. So I just felt like that. And we, uh, we talk a lot about the journey of life, you know, and I, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today is what we wish we knew when we were younger. Cause I heard a lot, especially us, I think we talk about, you know, I'm, our parents didn't tell us this, you know, mm-hmm. so, and we're learning along the way. So I just wanted to, I don't have a, um, I did write out some questions, but the week, not even questions, but things I wanted to bring up. But the week that I've had, I'm just like, you know what? We're just going to see how it goes and talk. So is there anything you wanted to say or add? No, I think you summed it up. You summed it up very well. And, you know, you talk about the conversations that you have and the friends that you have and how intelligent, you know, your friends are. Uh, But I just wanted to add on to that, that you... And not all the time, but most times we attract what we give. And so I just, you know, always like to say to you, you always say you have good friends, but you are a good friend. Uh-huh. So you, you attract what you give. So because you give out that goodness and the vulnerability of yourself and your true self, those are the types of people that you attract. So other than that, you, you uh, oh. did a good segue. Listen, don't make me cry. I've been drinking. I'll cry. No, home. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. You know, no. you, well, we can't yeah, say we that can't no say more. That. The word okay. has changed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know what we say. Yeah. I'll have to explain that later. Look, you can't tell me you love me. We don't do that in our <laughs> He's like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, then. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I wrote down a few things just because okay. I know, um, just because I know how talented you are so i had to come with a little bit of something so i didn't want to be caught off guard by uh your your fly i hate you shut up (laughs) (laughs) if people see me in this video they'll be like "Ooh, she's not fly at all (laughs) put that black and white photo up shut up (laughs) that was an accident okay so i'll let you start so what did you want to talk about? What do you wish you knew when you were younger? I I have a list of four things and I stopped there. I was going to go back, but my, first of all, I don't think that we would have listened. So I know the title is things we wish we knew. And I think sometimes people try to tell you, but until you're honestly ready to receive it, you don't get it. But what I wish I knew, and I wrote it down, number one is even when you don't think you will be okay, you will. Because when we're younger, things can happen and we almost 
and sometimes fall apart. We just lose it and we think the world is coming to an end. And I just wish that I knew that even when it doesn't, even when I'm not okay, I will be okay. But I'm 50 and I think I probably um, figured that out at 44, that when I'm not okay or when I feel like I'm not okay, I'm still going to be okay. Okay might look different than what I thought it was supposed to be, but I still know that I'll be okay. If that makes Listen, sense. I, I still struggle with that. Even and and I know in my spirit, like you you're gonna be fine. It's going to be okay. You will get through, like I said, this week. But I had, you know, I will still like I'll be crying in the middle of it knowing it's gonna be all right. <laughs> but let me get this cry out, <laughs> you know. So that I, I agree. That's a that's a good one to know that you get through it. You know, sometimes and I try not I try not to, I mean, I like to say that and I like to tell people that, but even in saying it, you have to be careful who you say it to. Mm -hmm. Because when you say that to people, depending on the person, it makes them think that you are minimizing what they feel or what they're going through. And that's not what I mean at all, because even when you just said the air went out in your car, I thought, man, I remember when the air went out in my Honda. You know, but right now, it's, we're in Texas, and it is in August. It is one of the hottest times of the year. Yes, Lord. But, <laughs> but you know what? You. I was grateful, because of all the times to have a cold front in Texas in July, have we ever had that? I was like, mm -hmm. okay, thank you, Lord. Cause the, and uh, just let me put this caveat in there for people who might be new. Hopefully I'll get at least 20 listeners. <laughs> I will cuss, but I will talk about Jesus and I will talk about Jesus, but I will cuss. And that is the one thing that I, he has not delivered me from probably because I don't want to be delivered from it yeah but <laughs> I was like thank you Lord because I had it was it felt better outside than it did in my car so I just let the windows down but I like I believe God sent the man you know he blessed the guy who created I think it was a black man who created air conditioning mm -hmm. and so I use it all the time <laughs> and today just wasn't today the day but it was like okay I knew who to call and he already has a plan to fix it. And it's like, okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm healthy. I made it. I got home. And it, it was cooler than I thought. Like, I did not die. So, uh, and, some, and sometimes the things that happen to us are deeper and bigger than the air going out. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they are bigger than that. But no matter how big or how small and even if it's small to me it may be big to you but i just wish someone had told me then that you will be okay and maybe somebody did maybe someone did and so maybe that's where i got it from but i don't think i really um really really felt it and believed it until you know 44. i was 44. Well, I would you know, say this. I think in in a really crazy way, 
my mother tried to teach me that lesson, but it was in the form of an ass whooping. Mm -hmm. So whenever I would get a whooping, <laughs> you know, hey, I got him. Yeah. I would cry. Yeah, of course I'm crying. It didn't bother her, you know, for me to cry. It's like, you'll be all right. And that was it. That was all of the reinforcement that I got. And, and that lesson in life is like, no matter. And I said to the kids today that, you know, I work with, you're going to be all right. You know, you, you're mad, you're upset because, you know, you, you're in trouble and I punished you and you're mad at me. But guess what? You're going to be all right. You, mm -hmm. So in, in that, that's the lesson that she gave me, like, no matter what, even how hurtful it is or who the person is, because people you love hurt you. And mm -hmm. I, I think I'm going to jump in right there. I think that's one of the things that I wish you knew that I wish I knew when I was younger is that most often mm. the most hurtful things in life come from the people that you love the most. Well, yeah. That really yeah. was, um, it's been an ongoing learning lesson. The people that I feel like, okay, because I try to lead, live my life in transparency. So some stuff I share that I probably shouldn't share. And I'm just like, whatever. I mean, cause I'd rather put it out there than somebody else find out or just be open. It's too hard for me to try to, hide who I am if I consider you a friend now mm -hmm. that friend circle is kind of small I will say that it does take me a while to again like I told you I was like she mean I'm not gonna be her friend <laughs> and, and when I told you uh, I don't need any new ones I'm good <laughs> but the, the best people you know and I think saying that had we listened to ourselves, we wouldn't have this 20 year friendship. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like God is like, let me, let me open you and allow right. people into your life who I know will be a blessing to you. But with that being said, once I let you open, once I let you in my circle, or I hate to say circle cause it reminds me of uh, the housewives. But mm -hmm. once I, I consider you a friend, I feel like I can try, I, I let my guard down. Cause for me it's zero or a hundred. I, mm -hmm. I even though I'm a Libra and I balance stuff, I rarely have that middle ground when it comes to that. I'm gonna either let you in or you not. If I let yeah. you in, I'm gonna let you see all of me. And but doing that, people have access to information and they know what hurts you. And I don't say think people do it intentionally all the time, but it still happens. And it's always like I can't believe you did that because I consider you someone I care about. And so I wish I had known that when I was younger, I don't think there's anything you can do to prepare yourself for it or to stop it. But I think at least it wouldn't have been so shocking the first time. Like, damn. <laughs> well, it's amazing that you said that because my next one is connected to that one. My next one is when someone shows you, I wish I knew that when someone shows you who they are, that I should believe it the first time. Unfortunately, I'm the kind of person who, you know, you're talking about developing friendships with people. And that's why my circle is so small. It's because I'm so open and so vulnerable and transparent is I feel like oftentimes people take advantage of that and again later in my life I've learned to really look at what people are showing me 
because I always make excuses for people. They do things. And I'm like, oh, she didn't mean it like that. Ten times later, she's still doing the same thing. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe that first time she didn't mean it like that. And so I wish I knew. I guess I wish I was more uh, savvy, I guess, streetwise or something on another, you know, I wish I wasn't like Derek used to say, so green, you know, and I don't know when you stop being green, but a lot of times people will show you who they are and we keep giving them passes and it's yeah. okay. But now if you come to me now at 50, I don't, you know, that's, you remember that stack of a hall passes we used to have as teachers, that white little thing, yeah, I remember write that. all information, tear it off. Mm-hmm. I don't, my stack is real low. <laughs> so I don't have that real thick one, the new you one that three you get passes from the office. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so it. I'm done giving passes. <laughs> so I wish that I knew, and again, like you just said, I don't know that it would have saved me much uh, heartache, much uh, confusion in my life. Um, I don't know that it would have saved me, but I wish I knew that. I wish I knew what to look for. Um, I guess in relationships or in people, but not knowing what to look for, I think has made me who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, because I have friends, family who will cut you off the first time. I do too. So it kind of leads into my second one. Okay. So that was so the second one. That was my second one. Yeah. Okay, so what's you, your... look, you a little bit smoother than me when you do your transition. When, uh, <laughs> I knew really? yours was coming. But I don't really. Like, is that your second one? I, I made to tell it. you. <laughs> I made, no, no, no. I was just asking because I made a list, but then again, like I told you, the the kind of day the kind of week that I had is just listen okay since the COVID <laughs> that's what we call it the COVID <laughs> since the COVID I've been drinking every Friday for like four months straight <laughs> to just make I have, it <laughs> I have two ciders in the in the uh, fridge outside in the garage and I was just thinking man I should stop by Total Wine and got yeah, that hair listen nice this fill. is this is an alcohol friendly podcast <laughs> <laughs> Next time, because I'm gonna invite you back. Um, and sometimes because it got so hectic in April and May with work, more so work than anything else, and just life in general. Friday, because I was like, okay, I'll limit limit my drinking because I'm not a huge drinker. I'm really not a fan. Mm-hmm. If I'm a drinker who likes to drink at home by myself, then I can go lay down. Right. So I've have we have alcoholism in my family, so I just wanted to make sure. I just try to make sure I don't overdrink because addiction isn't that's the, an addiction that's in my family. So I'm just like, but here lately I might need to go to a meeting or two because Friday turns into Saturday, which turns into Sunday. I try to stop by Monday, but every now and again, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm like, they have vexed my spirit. And it is time for me to drink again. <laughs> but well, and that you, was this week was one of those weeks. Sadly, most of the educators that I know um, go through a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a good thing for us, but they go through a bottle of wine 
uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, I think as educators too, and, and I have it in my family too, I think we all need to, you know, just step back and take a look, but I think that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. And I yeah. said out there to say that I wish I had known, and one, my list went out the window. Mm-hmm. Things, cause I, and I might go back to it, but the, the main thing that I thought about before we got on the phone that I wish I knew is that it's always something. It's always something. It's always, always something. Because for, and I'm just going to go down the list for the last couple of months. So my goal had lately has been to, because I want to retire soon. <laughs> especially with all of the back and forth with should teachers go to work, should they not go to work, if virtual, not virtual. And I feel like they're playing chess with my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I worked for myself, I, I make that decision, but I'm not a natural entrepreneur. But at the end of the day, I still have bills and I'm not in, in a position to retire yet. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pay off bills, save money, stuff like that. But every time I save, I get to a certain amount and then my account gets wiped out because something happens. February, I needed a water pump and two or three other things that was $1,000. And so then COVID, as my niece says, COVID happened. (laughs) (laughs) She got the COVID. (laughs) You know, we got, we were quarantined. The middle of quarantine, my AC goes out. So I'm risking <laughs> infection because I'm like, I'm it's Texas. I need to get this fixed before May, really, because it's about to be hot. That's $3,000. Then my car, I took it to the shop to get brakes. They were like, well, Miss Cash, you don't need brakes. You need ball bearings. So I'm like, okay, fix them, fix them. Give me an oil Isn't change. Give me a, uh, well, I didn't know. I was like, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do that. I need an inspection so I can get my um, tags. Because now Texas, you got to have your inspection and tags together. I was like, go ahead, do all of that. I need an oil change too. I go up there to pick up my car. <laughs> yes, do it. Do it. <laughs> $670. I was like, I was not prepared for that. Then that was two, right? That was two to three weeks ago. Then today, I could leave work, get in the car. The air is just blowing hot. Not only that, I would say since 2018, I have, there's a group of us that I pledged with at UTA spring 93, spring 96, spring 94, my line, and spring 96. We're all friends. There are some of us who are closer than others, but pretty much because we were there right together, we kind of stayed together. And when I tell you the last two years of that group has been crazy, like I would say this, the highlight of this is the group that got caught in New Orleans at convention in the middle of Hurricane Barry. Mm-hmm. That's a one of that. the things. <laughs> and it's like, but that whole year was something. And so it's just like, okay, though. And then it, even in my own family, I, I, I feel more comfortable sharing about my own family versus their personal journeys. But as a friend, but even, I'll get back to that. Even in my own family, my Aunt Joan died in 2012. Her husband died in six months later in 2012. 
Then about six months later, in 2013, my granny died. Then in 2014, I believe it was, or 2000, yeah, 2014, my uncle James died. Well, uh, really, uh, May 2014, my uncle Quiet died. And then June 2014, my uncle James died. And then in 2016, my uncle Buck died. So and now that this is your family, but Derry died November 2014. November. I November didn't realize twenty second, two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. And yeah. my thing is, I looked at that, especially when, because I, I didn't know how how you were gonna feel about bringing that up. But my thing is, when you hurt, I hurt. Mm-hmm. So when he died, I I was like, I'm like, this ain't just a random person. This mm-hmm. is person like I'm so used to calling you and Derek answering the phone, and I got to fight with him. 10 minutes before I right, actually to get to you. me right and it's like lord really this what you're doing <laughs> this is how mm-hmm. and what's odd is in my 30s I think relationally that was crazy as far as relationships and dating and foolishness and I was like I can't wait to 20s I was probably that was so that's when I was like I, I will say no swag. I probably, my, my life was no swag 20s. <laughs> but 30s, I probably got a little bit more confident and was living life a little bit more. But relationship-wise, I was like, this is bullshit. And so, and just life-wise. And so money-wise, financially, I was like, you know, struggling with credit things. And I was like, I can't wait till I get to my 40s and I'm older and I'm wiser and I can do more things. And 40, and that, I cannot lie, 40 has been beneficial in a lot of ways as far as, like you said, you get to a point where in life, you you don't get a whole bunch of passes because it's easier to say, you know what, I'm I'm not for the fool with that. I'm too old for Mm -hmm. that. I'm not going to deal with that craziness. And you could just be at peace about letting people leave your life, like or leaving their lives. It's like, it's, I don't hate you. You don't hate me. But at the same time, if me not being a part of your life gives you more peace by God, by the grace of God, there go I, I'm about to go and I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. But then there are life things that hit when you're in your forties and it's like, Oh my God what is going on and it's just it's a lot it's hectic mm-hmm. because i think you get closer closer to the you hate to say it like that but you get closer and closer to the end of your life you know dealing with fibroids and pain it's just it was a lot so i would say it's like you accomplish one thing but then there's the next thing mm-hmm. you know i did this so i would say if i could tell my 20 year old 15 year old self give them some advice I would say just remember it's always something don't ever think don't ever get comfortable don't ever you know uh, clouds pass they pass over it the sky clears but they're coming back around and it doesn't mean you should be sad or morose or you know depressed although they're you know I, I deal with periods of depression about it because it's just life you know now I don't I don't say I'm always depressed, but you know, there are times where I'm like, okay, this ain't this is not what I signed up for, but that cloud no I can move out of those depressive periods knowing that cloud is gonna pass sooner or later. It's mm-hmm. always something. 
but just prepare myself to be stronger, do what the what it is I need to do, whether it's prayer, whether it's talking to my friends, reading positive books, you know, watching positive information to prepare myself for the next cloud that's coming. Bible study. Because like you said, it is coming. It's coming. I'm sorry, Tracy, you know I'm trying to juggle here. Yes. That's life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that I think also combines with, and going back to the first thing that I said, knowing that it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. you know, because things will keep coming and they don't stop. So you have to know that it will be okay. Even when you don't think you're going to be okay. Right. Yeah. That cloud will pass. Mm-hmm. So that's just a lesson. I will have to remind myself it's always something, but you'll be fine. What's, what's your and next that, one? That, well, I'm going to keep going. My next one is I wish I knew that it's okay to mess up. And then in parentheses, I have. Real fucker. I didn't know if we was gonna be able to, you know. Ah, listen, I you know, how am I to stop anybody from? I know. So, <laughs> I number three is it's okay to mess up, just don't stay messed up. Right. So, I think one of the biggest issues for me, as an individual, in trying to grow and figuring out who I am, which I still haven't. I mean, I guess I know who I am, but just still trying to, you know, get comfortable in that. And I hate to say that at, you know, 50, because at 50, you're thinking, oh, well, shoot, I, I've known who I am for the last 30 years, 35. But I always thought that I had to do everything, <clears throat> excuse me, right. And it had to, I had to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. There was no uh, mess up. And just when I look at my life and the way that I did things, I can tell that I was on a on the track of get it right the first time, move to that next thing. Do this, move to that next thing. Do this, move to that next thing. And that also goes back to what you just said. There's always something. So where I thought I was following this, you know, track or my you know how when you go to school, they give you those papers that have what classes you need to take your freshman year, mm-hmm. how many credits you're going to have like in your, your graduation sophomore year. Plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, your graduation plan. That's what I felt like I was following. I was following this graduation plan. And life is not like a graduation plan. And so you have to be open to fucking up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the only way that you can learn is to fuck up. That's right. And so, but as a, as a kid, as a young lady, I didn't know that. You know, you go to school, I graduate from high school. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, just because I did not get pregnant makes me perfect, but I didn't get pregnant, you know. And when, you know, it was a lot of teen pregnancy, um, I didn't get pregnant. I graduated from high school. I went to college, you know, did the right thing in college. 
you know, played it safe, pledged uh, when I graduated, you know, went back home, got me a job, got married, waited, had kids, got a house, you know, I just, I didn't, I was just trying to, you know, mark things off and make sure that I did not mess up to push me 10 steps back. But now I realize that you can't help but to mess up. That's it. And it's okay to, and I hate to say mess up because that makes it sound like something negative, but to think twice or change your mind. Cause that's mm-hmm. what I've been telling Drake about going to college. You know, he's stuck on, Oh, I'm going to be an engineer. You know, I'm going to get out and, you know, three years. Cause I already have my associate's degree and I'm going to get this nice job. And I said, Drake, it's okay. If you decide midway that that's not what you want to do. It's, it will be an expensive Ooh. change of heart. But in life, I wish, I wish, and I think my parents told me this. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But I think it's okay to let people know that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to pick out um, red, no, excuse me. It's okay to pick out (laughs) pink fingernail polish and decide that instead of pink that you want purple. You know, so <laughs> you know you want that red. It's okay, I think it's okay, but I know for me, I didn't. I didn't think it was okay, Tracy. I did not. I thought that I had to get it right every single time, and I even I even feel like that sometimes now. If I spend money on something or I eat something, and I think, oh no, nah, man, I should. But I think it's okay. I wish I had known that it's okay to fuck up. I mean, like, really fuck up. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to tell you how I know that about you. When you ask, you ask, like, if I say, well, let's do this, you ask a ton of questions. Like, <laughs> you about to say 50. <laughs> 50 <laughs> questions. <laughs> like, what's up with all the questions? <laughs> I just can't do it. But when this is when I knew it. I felt so bad. But I was like, I can't function. Well, vacation? <laughs> that vacation. <laughs> And I was like, I'm finna buy my ticket. <laughs> and you were like, well, what about this? And what if we do this? But what about this? And I'm like, you're just gonna have to make a decision and do it. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna, you know, and don't get me wrong. I, there's, a, there's a side of me that's like that as well. Because mm-hmm. I am, you know, I'm a Christian, but I do believe there are certain aspects of my sign that prove to be true. And I'm a Libra and we analyze everything. So I'll weigh out decisions tremendously before I make a decision. But once I make a decision, I'm going to stick with it because mm-hmm. to start to question it again, it goes back through that mm-hmm. whole process. But I didn't know you were like that. And so we decided to go on this vacation and you were like, and I'm like, okay, part of the issue was I'm the type that, if I don't go ahead and buy my ticket, I'm going to spend up my money. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. a great saver. And I'm like, just tell me what to do. Cause I'm going to buy my ticket. And you were like, well, I still got to consider and I still have to consider. And I, I think I finally said something. I, it was so rude. I feel so bad. I apologize now. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and go on my vacation. You have other things to consider. So I think you need to go by yourself. <laughs> and and th- that goes back to 
even some of the other things that we've talked about, uh, because like when you talked about marriage and mm-hmm. kids and well, that was my first vacation by myself. Yeah, it was. Well, you know, just me and taking the kids and vacations prior to that, I didn't have to plan anything because mm-hmm. Derek planned it all. So this was my first time, you know, buying a plane ticket. Uh, I had two kids I had to think about. I, it wasn't just me packing my, so it was a lot of other things. But even after that, I've learned because we've taken several mm-hmm. trips, I realized now it's, like now it's you almost don't stop. easier. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost easier for me now, I see, just to not think about it and just decide, buy a ticket and go. And now I, think, I see that. And yeah. I think part of the issue is you and I both hate to lose money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to lose money, but part of the lesson in losing money is, okay, I know not to do that again. And right. so I had taken, by that point, probably about two or three trips by myself, you know, and you were like, this is my first time. And I just, I was like, I'm about to spend this money. So <laughs> I'm about to I remember buy. that. I remember now, I, that. But you are true. And on my end, I guess that was one of the points that I had is that really when you say, you know, it's okay to make a mistake, you almost had like a graduation plan for life. Mine was similar to that is there's no end. It's always, you know, I think we were taught younger, go to school, get your education, get married, you know, get a good job, have kids, but there's always now one. You know, and the reason I say that I brought that up is because, you know, like I said in the beginning, I would call you and it's like, okay, I'm not married yet. Something's wrong. What's wrong with me? Why? And you're like, ain't nothing wrong with you, me and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to through some Bible, spiritual study, Bible study, prayer, life experience. I had to get to the point to say, what happens once you get married? And therapy, going through, to therapy helps. What happens once you get married? Because we treat certain things like the culmination of your life, like graduations. This is the big event. But then what? And so I'm learning to change how I look at stuff versus the culminating event. This is the be all end up versus to look at things like this is just a stop on the journey. This is part of the trip. This is part of the experience of my life. And it's a great experience, but it's not going to, hopefully my marriage, marriage will last. It's not going to last forever. Even if we stay married until death, mm-hmm. it's not forever because one of us is going to leave before the other one, or we're going to mm-hmm. leave at the same time. However, the Lord chooses to do that. But that's part of the experience of, of, of a life well lived. And that's really what I'm trying to focus on now versus like you said, that graduation plan is that let me live a good life. You know, let me make those. It's part of living a good life is making those mistakes. <laughs> Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you know, when you reminiscing on those issues or those fuck ups, it, it's funny. It was like, man, we did this, but yada, yada, yada. But it's funny mm-hmm. now, you know, or I learned, I did that. I messed that up, but I learned from that and I got better. So that was one of my, I wish I had known that when I was younger, it's like, don't treat life like a checklist. And can I, can I go into one? 
one mm-hmm. of my other ones, which is, and I wish I wanted to share this to my younger self, but I will also wanted to share it to young women. Having a man does not validate you. Having a job no. does not validate you. And I think we treat marriage and relationships and we treat good jobs like, okay, now you are a good person. You're already good. Even in your flaws, even when you mess up, even if you cuss, even if you, or you might be at your very bottom, your nature is good, but you have to get to the point to where you overcome those things. Having a man, don't sometimes having having the wrong one will definitely make things worse. So love yourself fully and wholly before you attach yourself to another person. It's hard to do because society, I still have a, a person in my church she called me the other day and said, you know, I just wanted to check on you. I've been calling. We have a church directory. She's been going down the church directory, calling everybody, checking on. And at first I was like, I'm not calling her because it was late, but she was like, it doesn't matter. I stay up late. I was like, I will regret it if I don't call her and something happens because I love her to death. Called her back. The first thing she said, you know, I wonder about you young women sometimes and why y'all don't have husbands. <laughs> And I wanted to say, well, I, inside I said, God damn, I knew she was going <laughs> And I have said to her, because she will tell me, and the people, if I have any church members that listen, they will know who I'm talking about. But I love her to death. She's the sweetest person on earth. And she'll come up to you and hug you and kiss you and say, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your husband. And one day I told her, just stop, stop, stop praying for my husband. Pray for me. Because I may never get a husband, God, and that's okay. But if I get one, he's going to catch me living and he's going to be whole and I'm going to be whole, but he does not make me and I don't make him. And I think that's okay. And you know what? It's funny because I have, I'm I'm just thinking, and maybe we're not that old. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting old. But um, I don't think that I've ever prayed for somebody to have, <laughs> that sounds bad, but I don't think I've ever prayed that somebody have a husband. Like, you know, <laughs> pray for you a husband. And I that's mean. not to say I don't want anyone to feel, and see, this is probably a totally different podcast, but, um, or a totally different talk, but I don't think I've ever prayed for that. I think I pray for people to feel loved and not be, you know, feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't and think you I can feel lonely in a marriage. A You're right. Mm-hmm. You're not, so I don't think I've ever prayed for someone a husband. So that's funny. She will pray for you a husband. <laughs> and you're talking about your yours was uh, being whole, mm-hmm. and I agree with that too. I think that all these things that we're talking about is such a it's a journey to get there. And amazingly, my number four is I wish I knew that I was beautiful when I doubted the idea or the possibility. Come on, God, because my my top one is beauty is not physical. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I just think you, you know me, it, I'm going to light you up. Your gray hair, them glasses. I'll be like, come on, friend. <laughs> and then we'll talk and you like. Girl, this man at work was looking at my booty. 
you tried to touch me my lawn man tried to come on to me and i think more than anything yes you have a great shape you are you are gorgeous but more than anything you even though people think you are me you have a, a awesome person you have a great spirit about you and i think like you said people are attracted to that and so of course men gonna try to come for that so your inner person you you're honest you're direct you're real you're a genuine person men like that and i not just men i think your friends reflect that too some people who think they're your friend but they are not your friend <laughs> another conversation <laughs> that's a different one but they know that at the end of the day if i need an honest person a good person someone i can talk to and someone I can count on, I can always go to Cassandra. She's going to keep it real. She's going to keep it 100. And I think that's beauty. You know, yes, it is physical. There is a physical aspect to that. But it's not all, you know, physical. Because I can go get some hair and some, you know, eyelashes and fit, make myself fit the standard form of beauty. But have a horrible personality. Mm -hmm. I have a horrible spirit. And I hate that as, and that's why, you know, even when you started talking about uh, the podcast and even when you do your um, Zoom coloring sessions, just to see, and I, you know, it's one of those things when you're in middle school, you know, you struggle with who you are and who you want to be. And then you get to high school and you think you have it all figured out. Then you go to college and you know, like I said, we're just going, moving on up, but it is really hard, especially for women. I don't know what men do, but for women, and I'm going to say this, this may not be the experience for everyone, but it's one of the hardest things to link up. That sounds so old, but to link up <laughs> with somebody who, you know, beautiful black women who really support one another and who are not salty about the other person. We come in all shapes, sizes, colors, hair type, but somewhere along the line, and even I look at my daughter and the fact that, you know, she takes after her dad and she's tall and slim and wants to be thick, you know, where I would want to be, what she has right but i just wish but it's part of the journey but i just wish we all knew during the time or at that time or all throughout the journey that even when you doubt the possibility that your size 14 you know with them cuckabuzz you know we used to call them them cuck buds, you know, and the glasses. Girl, I had glasses and I had my initials on lens. I thought I was the bottom. You know, even with all that, that even when you doubt the possibility of your beauty, that you would still believe in it. Because mm-hmm. like you just said, being whole, you know, and again, another conversation, you can't take an incomplete you to a marriage or a relationship. You know, and you think that somebody's going to make you feel whole and somebody's going to, well, that, that, excuse me, oh, excuse me, people, that, that mess where you say, oh, he completes me. No, ma'am. <laughs> you can cuss. Or she completes me. No, ma'am. No. So, you know, being whole and also, like I said, just believing, 
just believe it. But again, someone can tell you all day long. But and maybe it's a good thing that I didn't believe back then. <laughs> but because I'm because I used to because uh, I remember um, I think Derek would say he made a comment about you know me not believing or not you know thinking that I was beautiful or something. And I remember uh, I want to tell him, shoot, if I if I was thought I was as cute as you think I am, you have to carry two guns instead of one. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it was a good thing. But that you know, it may have get a little worse. Yes, yes. So I think we need to. I wish that, and maybe these girls now, maybe they really do believe more than. Some of them probably believe too much because some stuff I saw at Target yesterday. I was like, "This was your underwear." I, but <laughs> that that was my lot. number four: believing in the possibility of your beauty. I would say, as you were talking, I was listening, but I agree that believing in it, and I think what we believing in the possibility of your beauty, and I I agree with that. And I say that because I believe what people see as beauty is confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by when I say that beauty is not physical. People are mm -hmm. attracted to your, your confidence. Believe in yourself no matter what. Because sometimes you'll see a, a person that the world would consider that the world would consider unattractive, but they are doing all kinds, you know, all kinds. Look at Whoopi Goldberg. Well, but when I say beauty, I mean I mean that too. The the total package, right. even even your conversation, because sometimes you feel like, and you know, I've talked to Kaylee about this before. She feels like she doesn't like when she's with certain people. She doesn't have a whole lot to say. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't have to have right. a whole lot to say, and you should be okay, okay. with not trying to fill up the space or the silence. Just and that's yourself. beauty. Right. So just, just, just being who you are. So I don't just mean, oh, being cute on the outside. Mm -hmm. I just mean, you know, all of yes. it. You know, and and so. being, cause you know, my, my thing is, you know, where I'm from, who I am, how I carry myself, you know, I don't even know why I wanted to do a podcast. Cause one of the problems that took me so long is I hate the sound of my voice. Cause it's heavy. I have a heavy voice. I'm true Texan, true Southside. But at the end of the day, I am who I am and I should be proud. And I think we need to encourage more people to be who they really are. I hate to say authentic self because I think authentic, authenticity and the word authentic lately has been used so much that it's becoming innocuous that it just really doesn't have the power that it used to but truthfully if we are just who we are and we own it we'll be fine you know and so i do agree with it believe in the possibility of your beauty like it will carry you so much and that was actually my number one so i think um you have any more that you have four that was good. I think that was. A good I, don't, I don't think y'all wanna. Uh, I had a. I had number five. Number I didn't five. write it down. I stopped. It was something about my booty big and something. <laughs> something. That's a different conversation. <laughs> like, liking liking my big booty or something. I don't yeah. know. I, I stopped on that when I was like, oh no. I will. And I've say been this. trying to use my podcast 
podcast, podcast voice, but I don't think I did. I, I don't think have I slipped one. back into. Well, to me, like I said, you sound very good, but to me, you know, I slide back in that, you know, Oak Cliff. <laughs> That's, That's when my we get food. along. Yeah, Oak so Southside, what's up? <laughs> what's up with it? So, but I did want to think... add this though. The last one I touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to get a little bit more into it because, especially now, especially with social media and people posting all the time about their accomplishments, which is great. I think you should celebrate good things, but especially because that that's a slippery slope because if something happens and the reason I say that because if something happens in a certain area that you don't like and your identity is attached to that then who are you then and I say that to say that your job does not define you what you do does not define you you know Mm -hmm. I I had to start thinking about because again back to that checklist I'm an educator or I'm a doctor or I'm a an accountant or I'm an entrepreneur or you know but who are you outside of that I'm I'm an honest person I'm a caring person a lot of people don't know this I talk a lot of shit but I'm a big listen you come to me with the right story it's hug time come on mm-hmm. baby right here it's gonna be a rough hug but you're gonna, I was gonna say and don't not too long now not too long <laughs> <laughs> right especially covid like hey this shit. but you know or i'm a you know a, i'm a, the daughter of patricia who taught me that when you go to work go to work 100 she would get there early drink her coffee and i ain't gonna do that i'm gonna work late though you know so i have a work ethic or just defining yourself by characteristics versus you know outside influences or like oh i'm i work here or i do this or i drive this or i have a car so be get to know who you are and that goes again to that journey of life experiences we're out of house i'm still tracy Mm-hmm. my car is matter of fact listen it's a reason that i need the air fix because i don't have a car note and i won't get one but mm-hmm. at the end of the day that doesn't speak to the fact that i have a car it speaks to the fact that i'm trying to be a better steward of my finances or you know i want to be have integrity in all things and that's who i think we the things the type of things that i wish i had known as a younger person like if you're gonna what type of person you are depends on your integrity, not just mm-hmm. necessarily what you do. But I think the language, I don't think our ancestors, our grandmothers, our aunties, our moms, I don't think they had the language for that. Meaning they didn't have the opportunity to discover that because they trying to survive racism and oppression. Listen, go to job, go to work. That's a whole nother, I'm going down a rabbit trail, but they didn't mm-hmm. have that opportunity because they were worried about so much so many other things which is unfortunate and so they taught they taught us what they needed to teach us to survive but i just want to move beyond survival you know in life more than just you know getting to the next thing you know Uh, it is get to relish being alive as a person so i'm sorry i didn't mean to rub but i i did want to share that because just as a younger person, I, I, I hope there's a young lady, a young woman somewhere who listens to that. And if she's struggling with, you know, I got this job, I graduated from college and I got the job that I wanted and I'm still not happy. 
It doesn't define you. You have to find happiness outside of that job. You have to find what makes you happy. And a lot of times what makes you happy has nothing to do with your income or your profession. And if to that young lady, if you find out that you're not happy there, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, you can change it. Yes. You can, it's okay to change your mind. It's yes. okay to, if, if you consider that a mess up or a fuck yes. up, it's okay for you to change. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite all right. I, and I think for forever, and I think that's one of the, and maybe, you know, one of the reasons, and I'm not going to say I haven't accomplished as much because I'm proud of where I am. Uh, titles don't mean anything. And, um, you know, what you drive doesn't mean anything. Where you live doesn't mean anything because, I mean, if I want to ride in a nice car, I know some friends who make really good money and they have nice cars and I can ride in that car. You know, <laughs> Listen, so you were, I think you were my first, no, maybe one or two because my line sister, but you were the first person that I ever knew. I ain't going to say first person I paid attention to because there were others. I just didn't pay attention who told me. My car paid for it. And I'm not buying a brand new car ever. I was like, who does that? But now, again, in my 40s, learning that lesson is like, it's going to get me from point A to point B. Yes. But I agree with you. I don't think that's the type of society that we're living in. I don't know. Like you said, the social media, the stuff we see and... Again, another conversation. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not even. Who will go on down that. a rabbit tree? Right. So, with that being said, I do want you to come back. I got a list, though. Maybe uh, I can. Hopefully, I have seasons. This is season one, season two. But the next conversation, I know I want to prepare you for, and that's you know, Derek. So I'm up for that. I started to do that first, but I don't know. This one came to me first. I'm like, Ooh, I'm girl, I'm glad first. it wasn't today. After, me too. Uh, oh, <laughs> after I talked to you when Ooh. I talked to you earlier, I'm like, no, my friend. <laughs> Where but I, need I, to- I, I think that'll be a good conversation, and um, also for for me because I know there are other women out there like me, but when. Um, when Derry died, I thought, you know, I'm 44, mm-hmm. you know, and where are the other people like me? Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. So I'm glad that you asked me to, I'm, I, I kind of feel, I mean, I, not kind, I feel really, um, listen, you lead the podcast. I'm so grateful. I'm just No, I, I feel good that you asked me, little old me to, um, be on, Tracy Cass's <laughs> podcast. Like, I'm really that trying to ever. use, and I know people won't think it when they hear this, but I'm trying to use my good voice. <laughs> I don't have one. So I was like, okay, Lord, just let people hear what they need to hear and don't laugh at me too much. But at the end well, of the day, hey, I do the best that I can. <laughs> I hope I didn't cuss you know, that much. Because I, I do cuss. Um, I don't think you did. Well, probably the next one, once we start talking about dating, <laughs> football, you know, football. When I talk about football, it's going to be 
Oh, uh, the Mavericks playing tonight. I know that's not your team. Oh. Why you? I love the Mavericks. I just don't okay. watch basketball a lot. It's too fast. All that okay. back and forth. I'm like, what? I used to love basketball more than I love football. Then I dated a guy in high school, and he played football. He, he taught me and my mom, and they taught me the rules of football. So it's like I understand it a little bit more than basketball. So I ended up liking it more. Plus, they like I'm speaking of. Let's let's talk about this before we get off this phone. Have you finished Last Chance? You? Uh, yes, I watched it in one day. Listen, I've been cheering for the. I got three more episodes. I've been cheering at them games like it's real football. <laughs> I'm like, come on, lady. <laughs> Hello. Wait, you breaking up? I see. I got to see you get to move too much on Zoom. <laughs> I, I told you to be still. Okay. I got to move it. But I, okay, yes, so. I, I've been cheering for them. I like Coach Bean. I think he's a good mix of uh, discipline and nurture. He has been nothing like the other ones, right. the other coaches. That, nothing like them. The first two, you remember that first, those first two seasons, that guy, I was like, that's abusive. And if I'm their parents, I'd fight the coach because you're not going to yeah. talk to my kid like that. Now, I do believe yeah. in discipline. I do believe in sternness and rules and structure. But you can do that without being abusive. And out, you know. Mm-mm. Well, when I watch Last Chance You, it makes me miss my uh, real classroom days. Really? Because, it, you know, it's building the connection with the kids. And, and looking at those kids. And, you know, Tracy, you too. I mean, we we have been with some rough kids yes oh you know, i am what, now what, you know where i am people, now it's like, yeah but what people would consider they'd be scared yes and all they want is to know that somebody cares that's it and, and you might have to go through some layers to get there but like looking at those kids and like that that one kid that's living in his in his car the car that broke my heart i was like i i can't how do you how do you do that? Dad, he's living in his car and his relationship won't can go stay with his dad and won't do it. And his mother didn't know. Mm-hmm. That and and football is the only thing that keeps them motivated. You know, and we we fuss at kids a lot about all they do is care about sports, all they do is this. When sports are over, they're gonna go back to but it's something. You know, we I think as educators. And, you know, I won't talk about my job too much because I might say something later on, make, get me fired. <laughs> I'm trying to retire. <laughs> but I think it's educators, educators who maybe not be, who are not coaches, we need to use, take that, take advantage of their love for those sports more. You know, because I remember when I coached cheerleading, I was like, you got to pick one. You can't do cheerleading, volleyball, soccer, all of that, because I'm not going to chase you down. Mm-hmm. Now, what I wish I knew, I wish I had known how much those kids need to be involved in all of that and just figured out a way to work it out. But in life, though, I think the lesson I was trying to teach them is you have to make some choices sometimes. You know, I think maybe now that I'm older, I realize giving them that opportunity to be a kid, them choices, them hard choices later, they coming. You know, this is an opportunity for them to figure it out and decide, well, I like this, I like this, I like that. But, you know, I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. 
again, yeah, mistakes. I, <laughs> I was hard on them, and, and I, I agree. I was like, you can't, you can't mess up, right? But now, I'm like, oh. And, and I think, okay. do you think as a culture, as Black people, we're the only race of people who don't get to mess up? You see kids in the store, they just acting a damn fool, crying, you know, and their parents nurture them and talk to them, where we like, if you don't get your ass somewhere and sit down, don't go in that store. Okay. And we got rules before you even go to the store. Don't do oh, that. Yeah. Don't touch that. Don't ask for this. Don't, you know. And I, I just, we don't get them to, they don't get to live in lightness. Just like, I, I, so I agree. I love yeah. it. I love this show. I'm just like, come on. I cheer for a little, uh, is it Dior? Dion? Dior? Dior. That's the Dior. one I was living in. Yeah. I cheer yeah. for Dior. I'm like, Team Dior and Rajon. Come on. Rajon. That's where I am. Rajon hurt his leg. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. With his cocky self. Yes. Now I would have had to tell him to do now. You do realize you cocky, but you're on JUCO. I'm gonna need you. <laughs> but he was at the top of JUCO. What you he talking was. about? He was. He the leading defensive back in yes. JUCO. But it is still JUCO. Talking noise. <laughs> he told somebody to Google him. He told the ref he better Google him. What? <laughs> like you all sit your ass down. Uh, he trying to get his scholarship though. I'm like, dude. <laughs> You still do come. And then his story about his dad. I was like, oh, I just love this show. So I'm glad it was it came on. I was like, I wonder, okay, wait a minute. One last. Let's get back. And then I'm gonna wrap up. I gotta figure that part out. Greenleaf <laughs> and Rick Fox. That's my husband child. So you trying to tell me that Grace, now the other guy is cute. So if they ever listening to this. Uh, but both he fine, he's, he's fine, cute. but he ain't rich. But you know, Maybe you gotta be. Old. Oh, but you know, for me, you gotta be six <laughs> two at least. Oh, we got it by a couple that. inches. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta be Looking, six he, two with that, that silver hair. I'm like, whoa, Rick. So that's why I think she was. I think she was trying to figure out what's going on with her and her baby daddy, Grace. Grace and her baby. What's his name? Noah. But I was like, Mm-mm. when she sent Rick off, I was hurt. I was like, what is wrong with you? This but she, fine she, she was shading him before Noah came back. And I could not understand why. I was like, she don't listen. She I'm likes this clean. Too. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Wait a minute. She likes yeah. me too. She don't understand the goodness that it's Rick mm. <laughs> Now I'm just playing. Because that Lamar Rucker, whoo, Jacob. Jacob is You fine. know what? Now, he, he is fine too, but I'm mad at him because he keep letting Claude rest on. Did you watch this? Bag him, did you watch bag him uh, in the corner? Did you watch this uh, latest episode? Yes. Yeah. Well, he ain't back. He not letting her back her. Uh, letting her she should have been gone a long time ago. Get out! Listen, <laughs> the coup de I know he. And that, was that's that STD? That's <laughs> that's sad because he cheated on her several times. But she. Several. Yeah, but I'm like, mm-mm, nah. And I was like. He was like, you got a STD. I can't. <laughs> I can't get it. And I'm like, you have cheated on her and exposed her over and over and over again. And she kept taking you back. He was like, eh. But do you think the difference was he he seemed I guess apologetic although he kept doing it again. Mm-hmm. She did not seem like, she, she did not act as if she was Sorry. 
she did not. I think she was hurt. I think she was sorry, at least based on these later conversations when she was like, I will, but I don't even think, ever think she said, I'm sorry. She put it to him like he should say, I'm sorry to her. But she never said, I'm sorry for what I did. I think she was, but her pride wouldn't let her say it. No, she was like, I got something on you. I'm going to get you. Right. I got a wheel. I'm going to get your mama and daddy house and, taken away. Right. And I think maybe I'm hoping if I'm the writer, if she had shown some contrition and tried to make it work and not tried to blackmail him, he might have shown been some like, Patricia. Contrition. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm just she was contrite. Oh, you know, I don't know. You know, I got to use my SAT vocabulary words. I, <laughs> I probably used it wrong. <laughs> no, I just, look, my, my smart uh, author friend. Whatever. <laughs> at, this, at this point, we are going to wrap up the show. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Cassandra, my, my AKA friend. <laughs> I love his face. She want to cuss me out, child, but I ain't gonna love <laughs> No, this is my really good, my dear friend. And I just appreciate you for coming. And I look forward to, you know, getting off the phone and gossiping for real. So thank okay, you, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.